when in reality it just turns into bullying. So my new channel name will be Radiance because I want to show people that no matter how much hate, no matter how much lies or rumors there are, <laughs> I'll still continue to shine. The more light that's emitted, <laughs> the more that the shadows melt away. You'll continue to shine, you say. You'll continue to shine, to to spread, to 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 be dumb, apparently. Content will be different than in the past. I don't really fursuit anymore, so I'll mainly be using this avatar. I don't really fursuit anymore because my character became drawn in many, 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 many pictures by many, many, many furries being brutally murdered. And by the way, I became so famous on YouTube for doing these horrible, horrible things to my dog that I can't go out in public in my old fursuit. So I sold it. Oh, I don't fursuit much anymore. Yes, because you sold your fursuit. Good job. Can we find out who owns it and can we burn it in effigy? I hope so. <laughs> I'm really excited for what the future has in store for this channel. I'm really excited for what the future has in store for your channel as well. I have tons and 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 tons of ideas for this and I can't... Well, considering that about 98% of your channel it, before all of the weird stuff, uh, but 98% of your channel is to a store. I, I, I went to a website today. I'm, I'm sure it wasn't difficult for you to come up with lots of ideas. Uh, here's an idea for you. How about you uh, stop trying to come back on the internet? Wait to make them. I can't wait to just get in there and make videos again. So I am ready and my body is ready. My, my face is ready. Everything about uh, your, your body is ready. Uh, was, was your dog ready, bro? Body is ready. My, my face is ready. Everything about me is ready right now. So I'm very excited. But that is all for now. I just wanted to stop by, say, hey, how are you? You doing good? That's good. Okay. Anyway, I will see you guys in the next video. So you have a great night. What is going on with the lighting on his eyes? It seems like every couple seconds he looks like he has a cataract. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's also weird that we're halfway through the video and he's outroing the video. Well, let's hit play. Let's see where it's going. I look pretty damn good. Yeah. Look at this glow. I am glowing today. You know, it's my new moisturizer. You know, I moisturize so hard. Like, you wouldn't even believe how much I moisturize. Like, the lotion is all up in this face right now. Like, I can't even tell you how much lotion I put on this fur. Let me tell you, boy, it's pretty great. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> amazing. And, yeah. It's good to let loose, you know. It's it's what good to feel free and know what you want to do. You know, I'm, I'm all... Can you tell that he made really, really long, rambly YouTube videos like this? Probably why I've never watched his videos. You've never, wait, you've never watched any of his videos? No. Oh, darling. I don't watch furry I'm so cringe. sorry. We live in furry kids. I'm so sorry that I'm going to subject you to this. So this, we're going to watch his most popular video 
his most popular video, and it's called Weird Side of YouTube, Furry's Reaction. So this is him going on Shane Dawson's channel, doing an interview, and now he's reacting to the video that he made with Shane Dawson. Oh my god. So it's a reaction to a video of himself. Hello, my name's Tyler Furlong, and welcome to this week's video. Hey guys, so today we're gonna do something a little bit different. Normally I don't do react videos, but today's pretty special. As a lot of you know, probably, uh, I did an interview with Shane Dawson. I'm really nervous, but really excited, so let's get to it. Oh God, <laughs> that thumbnail. Oh Jesus. I mean, hey, it's, it's a great thumbnail. Let's go. Yes, welcome back to the weird side of the internet, and today, we're going to be talking about furries. Now, if you don't know what a furry is, basically it's a person who wears an animal suit and they take on a fursona. And some people like to have sex in the suit, some people don't. Me personally, like that's the first thing I would do. I found a furry on the internet named Kiro the Wolf, and he has a YouTube channel. I've done it many times. Hey, I got some big news. Sorry, that was a lot. Like, I thought Joe was not that video. No. That was like. Okay, so that video, I was just moving out of my dorms, and I, I was moving, I just wanted to give an update. Um, so this was basically, hey, ask me questions, I'm moving out, I'll be in a new apartment, I want to do a Q&A because I hit 8,000 subscribers, and stuff like that. I didn't know he would choose this one, because it's, <laughs> it's a little cringy, but... Ah! Mm, okay, I'm, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going. And go! Joey with a big animal head. <laughs> this is kind of like a Hey, Kiro. Hey, Kiro, I know what it's like to have sex with you. I, I do, because this is giving me almost as much pain and suffering as you gave your dog. Is that bad? I see why I've never watched this content. I'm whatever he's on. <laughs> I, like the, I like the flailing of the arms. It's very funny. <laughs> It's gonna be awesome. Does he shit or not? Like, remember the baby diaper girl? Like, she probably shit in the diaper. Uh, yes. I don't do that! Shit outside? Like a wolf? And are his neighbors just like, oh, that's curious. I, I like, okay. Okay. So let me, let me just, let me just retell what just happened. Just because it's very funny to take it out of context. So. <laughs> Shane Dawson is showing an example of Kira's videos. So that people see, like, you know, oh, this is a fursuit, you know, I'm going to be talking to this guy, etc. Makes sense that he would do that. Now, Kiro is reacting to it and saying, oh, oh, that video is really cringy. Why did he choose that video? The, the thing is, is that all of the videos are that cringy. And so there was a 100% chance that Shane Dawson would choose a cringy video. And so it's very funny that his reaction to seeing his own video is... Ah, oh, it's so cringy! <laughs> oh. Also, his neighbors like, don't shit on my lawn! Uh, <laughs> I already love him. Second thing, I just hit 8,000 subscribers! Thank you guys oh, so much! Oh, the music! No! Guys, please go to subscribe. Thank you, Shane! Kira, if we get you to 100k, can I fuck you soon? No! No! How about a hug? A hug works better. Oh, see, I, I don't want to have sex with you because I only have sex with 
my dog. How about a hug? A hug works better. How about you just hug people and animals? And 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 just, you know, that that sounds like a great idea. I don't care. We're probably wondering why it's so entertaining today. Just walk into a bar and ask who wants to fuck me. You're probably wondering why I'm so energetic today. You literally sound exactly the same. You're also waving your arms exactly the same way. So therefore, asking the question. (laughs) You're probably wondering why I'm so energetic today. It doesn't make any sense. Because it's the same amount of energetic. And it's not the little bit anything as a lot of sugar. I think I drank out two bottles and it's really tough. Anyway. It's just you. I want to lay there, and I want him to attack me. (laughs) I want want him to rip my throat out. No. Why? Jeez. (laughs) Okay. With his teeth. I might be a furry. I have stubs. I don't really have a lot of teeth. Uh, Today I found this really cool website, and I wanted to show it to all of you guys. Is this sponsored? Carol, how are you getting more brand deals than me? I'm not! Oh no, not that. No! Okay, that video I did for my motion graphics class uh, because YOLO and it was really fun. Um, nah. Is that how he sees himself? No! That one is making me feel some type of way, and that way is scared. I'm sorry, Sebastian. He's scared of you. Oh my god. I'm okay. I'm not dead yet. Okay, here we go. I don't trust no Like, he's cute, but he'll fuck you up. See, it's the head twitches, it's the... Like, I don't trust that. Like, not just furries, like people in general. Like, when I'm at Walmart and somebody walks by me, they're like... I'm like, you stay in your lane, honey. And I'll stay in my lane. The host is Did he just say, smell my finger to her? See, I told you I did not trust him. That is incredibly annoying. Good boy. Good boy. Why is one of your why is one of your shorts recommended a swastika? Why? Good question. I have no fucking oh idea. My Let's God. find out. Love is just Oh, it's like a history thing and the shorts algorithm because you you actually can't choose your thumbnail and your shorts. It just happened to choose a close-up of the Poland ball of Nazi Germany. I see. The history that they may prove and when you're gone, I'll tell them my religions when punk just comes to kill the king upon his throne. I'm ready for their stone. I'll dance, dance, dance with my hands, hands, hands above my head.
by that on the homepage. That was a unpleasant surprise. <laughs> it's, an old, it's a fluky. It's a very a handsome fluky. fluky. A fluky. What's in the box challenge? Oh, no, he just posted a new one. Let's see. Uh, Puss in Boots memes have gotten out of hand. Oh. <laughs> it's been a while. You... Me, an Italian fur posting. You know what's going down. You know exactly what's going down. Uh, does everyone have a beef with that place? Oh, yeah. Today I just wanted I to explore um, this Telegram channel that I used to look at all the time, and we all used to thoroughly enjoy. But I just stopped looking at it. That was a really big bed. So I figured that we should take a little trip down memory lane and visit that channel once more. Pause coming off. So as you guys know, there is this new movie that came out called Puss in Boots. Although I haven't seen it, I have seen a lot of art of the main villain, a wolf character. <laughs> I started scrolling through some of these memes and like half of these memes are of this wolf character and how much people are simping over him. So just be prepared. Be prepared for some wolf memes. What is this wolf character's name? Comment below. Feed into the algorithm. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. What do we say to the god of death? What do we say to the god of death? Yes, daddy. No! Uh, yes, but daddy. Honestly, yes, daddy. honestly, that's like the entire furry fandom right now. They're all simping over him. They really are. I just love the smell of fear. Oh! <laughs> for that kind of I love Street. show. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. That was some ASMR Ma stuff going on. My voice is like a warm glass of leche. Ooh, I heard that. I need to like put some earphones in so I can get the full experience. Yeah, furries are going nuts over that scene. Tag a furry who gives off this energy. Growly. And then innocent. Yeah, okay. Oh, Would I give off the energy? Am I angry and then innocent? No, I don't think so. I think I'm just always uh, flirtatious. Furry's making the highest Pixar great quality models you've ever seen just for a junky Vore animation. It's not janky. That's like the best Vore animation. Let's just see. Let's see. I'd eat Mr. Beast. Chocolate sea salt. Yo. Yeah. Yo. Hold on. That's a good idea. I haven't tried a Feastables Mr. Beast bar. H have you guys tried a Feastables bar from Mr. Beast? I am really curious to try it. Now you can try sea salt on your chocolate. <laughs> can we make that happen, guys? Can we just create furry chocolate bars and put sea salt on them? And that's how new furries are born. Oh, yo, that's a good fursuit. Really cute. Yeah. I mean, is that the only way that furries are born? Is just like a couple fursuiters tackle you to the ground and turn you into a fursuiter? Zootopia was so awesome. I wonder how it'd be to live in that city. Bluey fans are getting out of hand. Oh. Is that in prison somewhere? <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, like that would be me and Dale, even though I don't really watch too much Bluey. I've seen a couple episodes, but it's something that I would watch with my niece and nephew. Wait, they're like 16 and 18. It's something that I would watch with my niece and nephew that are babies, but I don't know if I could just sit down and watch it myself. Doorstop Wolf. That's your problem. Yeah. Yo. That is a snowsuit right there. That looks so good. It reminds me of like the sale music video of like the two girls and one of them is like spraying the other one in the face and it looks super epic. George, you have to look that up now. Procrastinator first, let's unite. Last day of winter break. Better do something for school. Oh man. Yeah, I used to be able to relate to this, but I'm not in high school anymore. So I hope you guys all had a great winter break. Don't be too sad that you had to return to school. School is good, you know, it keeps your mind busy. I don't know. I feel like such a such a dad yeah, right so now talking like that. Oh look, busy. another one. No, another one? Another one. Here we go again. Oh shit. Here we go again. Oh my god, sexy werewolf husband though. Oof. Honestly though, that bicep. That's nice. The tail company is doing a giveaway. Go check him out. The tail company? Okay. Cute. Yeah. Whoa! That is really cool. It's like moving ears and moving tail. Oh my god. Well, there you guys go. Support the tail company. They have moving tails and moving ears. That's genius. Oh, here we go. We on the bluey subject. Let's see what's going on in the bluey world. My tail! Oh, Dad. Bing guy's being mean to me. Oh, would you shut the fuck up? Whoa! <laughs> Why are we still here? Oh, no. What the? This is why I'm not a parent. That is exactly me. Bing guy's being mean to me. Oh, would you shut the fuck up? It's a parcel <laughs> from Oh, oh. But who's giving it, it to who? Is the bunny giving it oh, to the wolf or the wolf giving it to the bunny? And why is it fragile? Like, what, what from B BD is fragile? Oh, that's a neat vase. That's not a vase. What? Oh, my bad dragon mug that I dropped on the floor. <laughs> that was clearly fragile. I was so sad. Bad dragon, if you're watching, could I get another one? Cause not another one. It's so sad. I had this bad dragon mug that was like on the bedside table, and I made the bed, and I threw the the covers on the bed. I heard this like this really loud glass shattering sound. And I looked down, and it's my bad dragon mug that, like, the, the sheet grabbed onto it, and it pulled it to the ground, and it just shattered everywhere. It was a sad day. That was really sad. And I was like, oh man, the first thing I gotta do is I gotta tweet it. It got a lot of likes because everybody was very sad that I had broken the bad dragon mug. Good to meet you, too. Anyways, my parents wanting a normal kid, me. Neurodivergent phrase. What does neurodivergent mean? Hey Siri, what does neurodivergent mean? Yikes! You get a furry. There's nothing wrong with having a furry son or daughter or them. I was talking with my friend Quick. She said that her kid's friend on the bus was a furry. So she wanted to be like, oh, you should tell your kid's friend that I know Fluke. So kid's friend on the bus, if you're watching this video, you're famous now. You're welcome. <laughs> If you're a random kid on the bus, then just leave a, a comment on the video there. What that dog doing? What the dog doing? 
Yo. Okay, you know, that just, that ended the video. We cannot have any of that. I thought I was gonna watch like a nice video of a first-seater skiing, but they gotta throw that in there. The dab. Come on, man. Yo, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Is that what I think it is? Is that a Crow Gang shirt? Enhance. No, it's not a Crow Gang shirt. I thought that was like one of the original Crow Gang hoodies. Yo, if you have an original Crow Gang hoodie, you were one of the lucky ones. They, they did not sell for very long. Similar to these body pillows. Guys, this is a Fluke and Tyrox body pillow. They are still on sale. Only a couple are left. Although I'm not saying that we're not gonna sell any more body pillows in general. This is the last of their types, so go ahead and uh, check out the link in the description if you wanna order one for yourself. And there's Tyrox. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for clicking on my channel. If you liked the video, make sure to leave a little thumbs up. If you want to see more stuff to do in the future, hit subscribe. Also, let me know if you like the furry meme stuff. Uh, might go back into it. Who knows? Where's my crown? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ah! Tyrex is the boyfriend. So as you guys should know, there's this new movie that came out. It's called Puss Puss So as you guys know, there is this movie. There is this movie? There's this new movie. Oh my god. So as you guys know, there is this new movie that... I just need to speak slower, maybe. You're the famous that would be Anyways, thank you guys so much for... Kind of Anyways, thanks for clicking on my channel. If you like the video, leave a little thought. It's like Tyrex. Tyrex does whatever the fuck he wants. I really hope it saves the video. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, that's such a cute butt. You have a cute butt. He's got a cute ass. You have a cute butt. Go, leave oh, a little thought. a cute butt. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow. He knows how to be cute. He knows what his fans want. Oh, he certainly does. <laughs> he has 150,000 subscribers for a reason. So what does Floki do for a day job? <laughs> uh, he and his husband are both software programmers, I think. Ah. If I remember correctly. I'll give it a like on my account. So they got a shitload of money. Oh yeah. Like, think about how nice their apartment is. Are you and sure he just doesn't own the building? <laughs> Go on. Uh... I lost my train of thought. Okay. How nice the apartment was. Oh, yes. Think about how nice that Flute's apartment was. And think about the, that apartment that he moved out of whenever ago, but he, for several years, did videos from an extremely nice apartment in San Francisco. Fair enough. That's, they were probably paying like $5,000 a month just for their little apartment. Well, they own a house now. Probably. What the fuck? What? This? Yeah. The hell's going on there? Skibbity bop dot. Skibbity. Skibbity dop bop. Just play the video. Skibbity dop dom yes yes x more shoe. RTX Remix. Okay, let's see what this is. <laughs>
Feels like it could have been a commercial for a game in the 2000s. It does. It does. Big Mouth is a weird show. Is Big Mouth that bad, says L.S. Mark. Oh, Smiling Friends. Yes. We watched some Smiling Friends, didn't we? I think we were, very, I think we were on a lot of drugs at the time. Oh. We, uh... Oh, that's right. I finished it. But I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it rest of it with you yet. It's really good. It seems like when none of us were looking, they made an entire cinematic universe for Big Mouth. I wonder why, you know, Big Mouth, that show with all the... You know what? No, if you've made it this far without finding out, I'm not going to be the one to spoil that for you. Yeah, that show's just been renewed for a seventh season, with season six releasing later this year, and they've commissioned a second season of a spin-off that focuses on all of the more annoying parts of the main show. Oh, I wonder what that's like. Can't you just let me watch penis hockey in peace, for Christ's sake? Um... Okay. It seems like every network, studio, and streaming service want desperately to be the ones behind the next big adult animated comedy. And can you really blame them? I mean, when it comes down to it, money. As a result, new shows are being churned out like nobody's business. Uh, guys, you don't, uh, the shadow shouldn't be falling on the window. From the outside looking in, the strategy may as well be just green light fucking everything and see what works. But if that really is the strategy, then of course, eventually, we're gonna get a show that actually remembers that the secret to comedy is being funny. Of course, though, the strategy in real life is going to be a lot more complex than that. Probably. One trend I'm sure we've all noticed in these bad comedies getting greenlit is that they're all pretty formulaic and derivative. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Family Guy and Rick and Morty never existed, all of these shows would look completely different because they'd be stealing from something else. Art style isn't something I tend to touch on very much, but I don't really think there's anything better to show the difference between all of these production line shows and today's topic, Smiling Friends, yeah! In a climate where loads of animated shows coming out are criticized for looking the same as one another, Smiling Friends doesn't even look the same as itself. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I've clearly gone mad. But, uh, it's true though. Instead of limiting itself to the same- What the fuck? You broke it. Hold on one second. Bite. Bite boy. No. Love language bite. No. The language cute. Oh. Tiny puppy. That is very cute.
tried to stage a coup and kill multiple members of Congress. But it <laughs> <laughs> I may have. Please no. uh, that to me. You used your full name in the video. They're taking you in for questioning. That's not fair. Weren't you the one saying that everybody looting during the BLM protests had to be thrown in jail? But they were stealing PlayStations. You were trying to overthrow the government, but I didn't mean to. Get out. This isn't fair. Hey, boss, you want to see me? Uh, yeah. Oh, my fucking God. You're kidding me. Oh, my God. Kick my grandma in the fucking ankle. Punch my mama in the knee. Sucker punch my stepdaddy in the chin. Oh, my f Okay. There we go. To the right side of the road at this angle, unless you're in a few of those fictional non-American places, so they don't block intersections and disperse the snow to the right shoulder, which ensures that drivers know where the road ends. And Here's what to do after. This is another update. Once you have them programmed, you're not going to want to use your switches anymore. But this. Oh my God! They got Sir Mix-a-Lot. They got what? Sir Mix-a-Lot. Walmart. Next a lot. That's not fair. This is a wood splitting store. Well, let's give it a test. Why? There we go. Instead of limiting itself to this. Let me just get my wood splitting sword for a moment. <laughs> Same flat, unexpressive, derivative. Boring. It routinely chooses different art styles to best express the personalities of different characters or the tones of particular jokes. Like, no, I wasn't cutting between different shows there. Those were all clips from Smiling Friends. The main five Smiling Friends, Pim, Charlie, Glep, Alan, and Smallmoo, basically just are their distinctive profile silhouette with a face and shape that matches their personality all filled up in one solid unshaded block color. They're all simple, easily recognizable, and all particularly good at expressing their particular a character's typical emotional range. Their designs are all really well suited, not only for their roles within the show, but to act as iconography for the show as well. It's a really refreshing change from, oh hey, this kind of feels like they took a background character from Family Guy, but now they're the main character. Then we have their boss, Mr. Boss, who's a bit more human? In contrast from the simplicity of the protagonists, he's drawn with an excruciating level of anatomical detail, and is generally used to tell jokes that are just a bit weird and unsettling. We are now far beyond the territory of just flat block colors with only the level of detail needed to express emotion. Look at the hands on this fucking cutie pie. They're just vague hand shapes. It's basically just his cute little sausage fingers that distinguish them from his arms. Mr. Boss, on the other hand, <laughs> has fully drawn fingernails, intensely detailed wrinkles, and even little hairs on there during close-ups. His art style wasn't simply selected to be cohesive with the rest of the show. Instead, attention was given to what his role in the show actually is. All of this care and attention has gone into designing a character who seems nice, but you probably wouldn't want to touch, really. That's just the first departure in art style, and there really is no departure too big. The forest demon from the Halloween episode and Satan, the Dark Lord of Hell, are both animated in beautiful stop-go animation, which is used to great effect to make both of them scarier and much more imposing than they would be if they were animated the same way the Smiling Friends were. This is used to great effect for both characters. Everything they do with both of them is enhanced by the fact that they're animated in this style. With the forest demon, for example, it allows them to, first and foremost, play him absolutely straight for genuine horror. Which, like, yeah, you're not gonna be able to do that with him for these scenes if he looks like this. At least, 
not as effectively, but we're absolutely not done with the benefits of this art style yet, because of course the next thing they do with him is play him for comedy by juxtaposing his previously horrific nature with more mundane scenes. Oh, you don't understand, I'm literally a forest demon from across the bridge. A juxtaposition that's enhanced by his still striking visual appearance. Then the final joke they tell with him involves him getting brutally torn apart and all of his flesh getting eaten, which is made more tactile and visceral with this art style, thereby increasing the impact of this happening. In this episode, there are three things they do with this character, all of which are enhanced by the art style they choose to portray him with. Most animated shows, even uninspired production line ones, will try to design their characters appropriately, but this approach facilitates a whole new level of creativity. There are occasions where the way a character is animated is the joke on its own, and while it may not be laugh out loud funny by itself, it's still going to contribute to the overall comedic atmosphere of the episode. I personally really enjoy how all of Mr. Frog's movements are lightning fast and this woman's fucking walking animation. Oh, but there must be some just generic uninspired characters in here somewhere, right? I mean, okay, there's this guy. He looks super fucking generic and would absolutely fit into the background of Paradise PD or the foreground. But, you know, he's just a minor side character from one episode and I guess they can't all be winners, right? What's this, uh, what's this guy's role in the show again? Oh, He's the pushy media industry higher-up who stifles the creativity of people around him to try and play things safe. I wonder why, of all the characters in the entire show, he might be the only one animated in the most generic possible style. Choosing different art styles for different characters isn't something that would work for a lot of shows. Take Archer, for example, one of my favorite animated comedies that I would love to make a full video going over the rise and fall of one day. Just put that on the fucking list. The comedy in Archer is derived from snappy back and forths between well-established characters. Yeah, you know where he is? Yes, I'm just screaming his name down the hall to celebrate that fact. Is that some kind of joke? Is that? It's cold in here. It's all about witty exchanges based on the situations that characters find themselves in. Not only that, a great deal of it is based on the regard that certain characters have for those situations. Archer, wake! It's me! I know! It depends on those situations being tangible and understandable so that the characters can more convincingly play off of them, and for that goal, it needs to be animated cohesively. Smiling Friends, on the other hand, is absurdist. The characters may have consistent drives, traits, and motivations, but the world they inhabit is incoherent. Its style of comedy lends itself to this approach. We're viewing an absurd world through the lens of our two understandable main characters. So right, who the fuck are they then? Our protagonists are called Pim and Charlie, and they're two members of the Smiling Friends, a charity organization that exists with the purpose of putting smiles on the faces of people who are down in the dumps. Pim, as a character, is basically the embodiment of everything I imagine the Smiling Friends would want to represent. He's enthusiastic, empathetic, and seemingly incapable of pessimism. He seems to be really motivated to do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do, gosh darn it. He seems like the kind of guy who really believes in the smiling friend's cause. If I knew I might be willing to wager that he originally joined up with them just because he really cares about making sure that all the people around him are doing alright. On the other end of the scale, we have Charlie a Rust player. This dynamic duo doing their job makes up the format of a typical episode. The two will be summoned to the scene of someone who's feeling a wee bit gloomy and will spend the episode trying to figure out how to cheer them up. Over the course of this, Charlie will act as a foil to Pim, counterbalancing his enthusiasm with a much more relaxed and chilled out attitude. It's not like he never tries to help, but to Charlie, making people smile is much more of a job than a passion. These clashing attitudes make up a large amount of the dynamic between the two as they try thing after thing to try and solve a person's problem. We get 
absurdism in the generally accepted format of a procedural. Pim and Charlie will be hanging around in the Smiling Friends office building before they're summoned to help someone. They'll be given a job and then rush off to go and help the person they need to cheer up. Of course, their first attempt can't succeed because then the episode would just end. If that kept happening, then the series would be really short. After three or four failed attempts, I'll generally end up lucking out and solving the problem in a stupid way that you wouldn't have expected, resolving the episode in a comedic fashion designed to take you by surprise. This formula, while being a formula, still allows for ample creativity. The goal of making someone smile is clear and specific enough to easily denote when the story has been resolved, but the means to that goal can be basically anything. The obvious example is someone who needs to be shown the joys of life by being taken to lots of different wonderful places, that's the pilot episode, but then beyond that we have Things like Pim and Charlie need to save the career of a celebrity who's been cancelled for trying to eat a journalist. Fair. Pim and Charlie have to save the love life of a shrimp. Okay, and that's it. There are no more episodes that specifically adhere to this formula. At least not strictly. There are episodes that come close and are still bookended by a character smiling, but like the art style, the formula isn't something that they should... That was a Rankin Bass Fucking how many that. references are in this fucking show? All of them. Jeez. I like your butt. I like your butt. really feels the need to adhere to rigidly. Less drastic departures from the formula include things like Pim and Charlie get tangled up on their way to the person they need to help, have a whole adventure on their way to her, and when they get to her, find out that during their adventure they accidentally solved her problem already. So I guess we did it, right? We technically made you smile. Hey, yes, you did. Hey, it's me. Cool. <laughs> made you smile. In these softer departures, the show can use basically any premise it likes and tell any story that it wants to, but while still being able to retain the element that a character smiling is a clear indication of the episode's resolution. More radical departures include things like they go out for a meal, discover the owner of the joint has been murdered, and then get roped into solving the murder by the police. There's no smile to indicate the ending here, but, I mean, it ends when they solve the fucking murder. It's not that hard to figure out. So... What's the fucking comedy actually like, then? That seems like something we should touch on at some point. Well, like every other aspect of the show we've covered so far, there's no rigid formula. Of course, it has its tropes, but a lot of the jokes in the show are just entirely unique. Take, for example, the episode Frowning Friends, which introduces a bizarro version of Pim and Charlie called Grim and Gnarly. They're proprietors of nihilism. Nihilism? Ah, I nearly mispronounced that word. That'd have made me seem stupid. They're proprietors of nihilism, who go around trying to convince everyone that life is meaningless and worthless and that they should just give up. Genuine believers of this ideology think that nothing, even their lives, have any value at all. But at the end of the episode, when Mr. Boss threatens Grimm with a gun, he immediately starts crying and pisses himself. This show delivered a criticism of a character's underlying ideology with, with piss. Piss! I have a lot of respect for that. It has meaning, it provides observational commentary, and it does it in the least dignified possible way for the person it's criticizing. Every aspect here is working in favor of this joke. Are there any other jokes like this in the show? 
No, not really. There are plenty of well-delivered jokes and plenty of observational jokes. It's not formulaic, though. Of course, there are some patterns that are clear in some of the jokes, just like there are some patterns that are clear in some of the formulas of some of the episodes. Ultimately, though, this isn't a show that just falls back on its own tropes. It's always keeping things incredibly fresh. It has tropes and patterns within its writing, but just enough to maintain cohesion. You want things to feel fresh, but at the same time, you don't want every episode to feel like you're watching a totally different show. To that end, Smiling Friends strikes a perfect balance. So what are some of the more common patterns within the comedy? Well, one thing the show loves to do a lot is provide very real conversations between Pim and Charlie. You can just feel me working my way up towards the Renaissance Man joke, can't you? But it contrasts these realistic conversations with the absurd world that the characters are in. They're talking about stuff that's totally bizarre and out there, but they're talking about it like real people talk about real things. I am sure that all of us have experienced a conversation like this at some point in our lives. Pim, can we watch something else? It's, it's, it's about to get really good. It's about to get really good. Trust me. But what are they watching? I don't fucking know, man. This shit. <laughs> it's about to get really good. That's never hidden from the audience, by the way, like I just did by cropping the frame there. In fact, this shot is the first shot in the scene. That's the first thing that's established, is that this is what they're watching. They're talking about it like real fucking people for some reason, though. After that, Charlie gets distracted from the, um, uh, by Alan, who understandably is voicing concerns about his cheese. My precious piece of cheese has gone missing. I mean, I don't know, I've, uh... I, I haven't seen your piece of cheese. And Pim gets disappointed because Charlie just missed what is, as far as he's concerned, the best bit. Ah, uh, you missed it. What? The character did a spin. It was like a cool spin. It was the whole reason I was showing it to you. But yeah, it was, it was just kind of cool. Now, I didn't personally find that conversation hugely hilarious or anything, but comedies are rarely focused on having you in absolute hysterics within the first 10 seconds of the first episode. The comedic stylings aren't absent either, though. Here we don't have one individual line or moment that's supposed to be the punchline to the joke. Instead, we have a more general atmosphere that's built up and up with every line, a juxtaposition between the absurdity of what's happening and how realistically the characters are reacting to it. Beyond establishing tone, we're also establishing character, as Everyone in the scene has their attitudes on full display here. Pim, for one, is clearly disappointed that Charlie missed the cool spin. That's the whole reason I was showing it to you, but yeah. But this clearly isn't the kind of thing that he feels comfortable being pushy or assertive about. It was, it was just kind of cool. Okay. Charlie, on the other hand, isn't really invested in the situation. With his first few lines in the show, we're already learning that he's not the kind of guy who naturally goes out of his way to make other people happy. If he was, he might offer to skip back and watch the spin, or apologize, or something. Instead, he's just sort of chilling out and not that interested in engaging with his surroundings. And finally, Alan, he just wants his fucking cheese. This scene may not be absolutely knocking you out of your socks, but it's working on multiple levels to do multiple things. It's establishing both tone and character, and Considering those are two of the most important aspects of the show, they both absolutely belong in the opening scene. The comedic style here also isn't based on individual jokes. Instead, each line builds on the previous to achieve a cumulative effect. This is something that Smiling Friends does quite a lot. Yeah, I was just reading about how the, um... The Renaissance Man are coming in town. The Renaissance Man joke is the prime example of how the show manages to combine the relatable with the absolutely bizarre. Who are they? Who's the renaissance man? The break room seems pretty dead and Charlie decides to make conversation by just sharing what it is that he's reading. Pim, engaging in that conversation, asks a follow-up question, which Charlie, not actually having read that much, can't answer. 
Oh, it just says here. It just says here that the Renaissance men are coming in town. And look, and by the looks of it, it's like super soon. Pim naturally assumes that Charlie knows more than he actually does. Who are the Renaissance so. men? I, I don't know who they are. Like the I, Renaissance when Charlie was just thinking out loud while scrolling through his phone. Uh, look, I'm just telling you what I'm reading here, man. That's all I know. I, you know as much as I know. I'm just reading off this thing. It says, the, says the Renaissance men are coming in town really soon. It's just a well-developed conversation between two characters making misconceptions for reasons that we, the audience, can clearly understand without it being so obvious that the characters within the scene should know themselves, which can be a really difficult balance to strike. So far, the comedy is basically just observational. Essentially, hey, don't you relate to this situation? But of course, the episode is going to build on it. After this brief exchange, the episode just gets on with its story by introducing Grim and Nali, because this is the same episode I was just talking about before. After the smiling friends win and get Grim to smile, smiling feels good. Ooh, ooh. And he turns into Justin Roiland for some reason. This happens. This is a beautiful ending. Fire! Some random fucking dudes show up on horseback and shoot Grim and Gnarly with a bow and arrow. And Charlie immediately assumes, oh, they must be the Renaissance man. What just happened? Oh, the Renaissance man came into town finally. I, I, I literally told you at the beginning the Renaissance men were coming into town. He didn't believe me. To a viewer, what's happened in Charlie's brain is pretty obvious. He knew that some guys called the Renaissance men were coming into town, saw these guys in historical dress, and assumed, oh, that must be them. He's just making sense of the information that he has. What's he... You knew that we're going to come and kill Gr Griminale with arrows and stuff? To Pim, though, this just reawakens the misconception that Charlie must know stuff about these guys. No, no I didn't know that was going to happen. Who are the I'm Renaissance saying, I'm saying, I don't know what that means, because that's I'm not just Renaissance. Saying, he even correctly points out that they weren't in Renaissance period dress. They were in a different form of historical dress. But that's not, I, they didn't look like Renaissance men. What, I, 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 Pim, I, I literally like I don't a, know. It's like a different I, era. And, and the episode on the note of the characters just being a bit miffed off with each other because of their failure to yeah. effectively communicate. I'm literally telling you the extent of my knowledge. I knew that the Renaissance men were coming to town. That's it. Okay. Everything about this scene is fucking ridiculous and stupid, and yet you can relate to it fundamentally. It perfectly captures the tone and feeling of two people who care about each other just having a failure of communication. The guys who actually show up at the end not even being from the Renaissance period is a masterstroke as well. They're sort of conceptually adjacent to something you might call the Renaissance man, in a way that I think most people will naturally assume they're the Renaissance man until someone points out they're not even from the fucking Renaissance. You're relating to the characters because you're having similar thoughts about the events you've seen. It being ridiculous ridiculous nonsense events contributes to it because we the audience are seeing the characters try to make sense of something. We're watching this from a meta perspective knowing that there is no sense to be made of these events at all. Are these guys actually the renaissance men that Charlie was talking about or are they entirely unrelated? Well, there's no answer to that. We can speculate if we want to but deep down we know that there is no actual answer because these are just random events that happened for the sake of the joke. The characters aren't in on it though and that's what makes it funny. It's also a bit more than just completely random nonsense. It's a clear play on Chekhov's gun, the writing principle by which you introduce something early in your story because it's going to impact the story later on. Charlie even breaks the fourth wall a little bit to provide this commentary. I, I, I literally told you at the beginning the Renaissance men were coming to town, he didn't believe me. I'm pretty sure you noticed, but just in case you didn't, he's referring to the beginning of the episode there, just to be clear. The thing about the Renaissance men though, is that they don't actually impact the story at all. 
all, the story has been resolved by the time that they arrive, but the event isn't totally random, at least not from a meta perspective. Instead, it resembles a trope, but with all of the functionality that that trope serves sucked out. It also has a pretty clear progression from beginning to end, where it builds up and up as it goes. This is something that Smiling Friends is really good at. A while back, I criticized a show called Hoops for being shit at being funny. One of the ways it was shit at being funny was the way it incorporated running gags. In episode 6, Hoops introduces a character called the Dawa. He's very, very flexible, and they make the obvious joke immediately. Whoa, look at you! Are you sucking your own dick? <laughs> then, as a form of running gag, they wholesale repeat this joke over and over again. Every time the Dawa is on screen, there's a strong chance the main character, Ben, is going to reference how he could totally suck his own dick, and that's really funny. You're in the little man tape, and you could suck the other dick. You might be alright after all, Dawa. They even bring the Dawa like back friends. in the series finale just so they can make this joke again. Fuck you, Dawa! Go suck your own dick! There's never anything more to it. It's always literally just, lol, this character could suck his own dick. And you, Dawa, stop trying to fucking change people. Sure, I mean, but it's who I am. People don't like it, then they can shove it up their ass. With that said, I find it very impressive you can suck your own dick. Feels very good.
Thank you. 